focus on what could be. Own your destiny. Command your future. Know why you are meant to succeed. want to welcome everyone back to another week and another episode of The Why Behind You. For any of my first-time listeners, my name is Jason Marcel. I want to thank you for joining us this week, however you were brought to this podcast. And then I also want to thank, as always, my listeners that come back every single week and engage in the topics of discussion at hand. And this week, we're talking about the evolution of you. And one of the things that I want to set straight is we're not going to do a deep dive into the classical thought process of Darwin's theory of evolution uh, by natural selection. I mean, that's that's not the point of this discussion, but I do want to give uh, give recognition to that thought process and then just talk about how it's really focused on a different point of view from the mindset aspect of it uh, today. But if you think about it, back in 1859, right, Darwin in his book, The Origin, uh, the Origin of Species, actually talked about uh, evolution by natural selection was the process by which organisms change over time as a result of changes in heritable, physical, or behavioral traits, right? So how do we apply this to the evolution of our mindset? Not just as a species and how we adapt physically or, or what traits we inherited, but how do we evolve in mindset and perspective and point of view? So what is evolution? The definition of evolution is the gradual development of something, especially from a simple to a more complex form. Now, I take a little bit of pause with this definition because I feel personally that evolution is not just about going from simple to complex. It may be a different perspective and a different point of view on your mindset based on experiences that you've had. It may be an evolution of your physical self because you're training, you're working out, or you're exercising in a different way. So evolution can be a lot of things, but it's that constant change and the progression, not necessarily in my mind of going from simple to complex. But as we continue to change and evolve, we may become more complex in, in how we think or how we view things, how we challenge ourselves. So it's interesting. I started doing a little bit of more of a deep dive on just varying views around evolution. And, and KU Natural History Museum had a nice little piece that they put out around, you know, what are the four key principles that work in evolution? And you think about this, regardless of what type of evolving that we, we, we are doing, the key, these key principles are actually foundation, if you think about it. So number one, it's variation. Number two, inheritance. Number three, selection. And number four, time. So if we take a deeper dive into each one of these, so let's start with variation. Variation, it says individuals differ in their genetic makeup, producing many variations in their physical features. Individuals and populations vary from one to the other. And this is true. There's always varying physical attributes, there's varying skill sets, there's varying trains of thought, there's varying trains of, ex of experience. So there's always going to be variation. And why is that important? Why is that key? We all vary in mental perspective, emotional attachments, and our drive and our determination for accomplishing a goal or pursuing a task, and our skill sets, our abilities, and, and much, much more. 
But the most important thing is variation is good. I always think about this from the standpoint of if you're in a team and if everyone thinks alike, everyone trains alike, everyone executes the same, then there's a very small possibility of progressive evolution. Because if everyone is thinking alike and everyone is executing the same, then how are you going to pressure test the things that you're doing as a group? You won't. Everyone will be doing the same thing the same way. Right. So we're not meant to all be alike. Thinking alike and acting alike is not a natural aspect. You have identical twins that may look alike, born within seconds of one another, but they have very different characteristics and personalities. So what we are tasked to do is to mold those abilities that we have to our benefit to be the best contributor we can be. And that's okay to be different. It's okay to have varying points of view because that adds strength to the individual and it also adds strength to the team. So variation should be openly embraced because it's that same variation that allows us to collaborate on enhanced trains of thought and also enhance scope of opportunity. So if we all think and act alike, how do we ever evolve? How do we ever grow? How do we push the boundaries of change? And this is something that we have to ask ourselves. And it's not saying that we have to be the constant evolving and progressive person in 100% of our our being in 100% of our lives. But no, just those key areas that you feel you need to evolve and get better. And the only way you do that is you continue to pressure test yourself. You continue to surround yourself around people that are successful and that don't think like you and that don't move the way you move. That's okay. Do those things. All right. So the next step, number two, inheritance. So what does it say about inheritance? Individuals pass some of their genetic material to their offspring. Their parents passing on uh, their traits to their offspring, or you may have mentors or someone that was very, uh, very incremental in your life and your development as a young adult and a young individual that helped you, that really, really passed down some very important things. So you inherited some some foundational skills and, and thought processes from those individuals, all right? But that's only the beginning. So we inherit the, the foundational knowledge that our parents and our mentors expose us to as children and as young adults. But it's what we do with that knowledge that directs our future paths in life. Okay. So that knowledge and those lessons are only the beginning. They're only the foundation. We have to continue to expound and adapt with each lesson, each new lesson that we encounter through every day, every week, every month. We have to continue to expound and build upon those and figure out what are those key little nuggets add to our overall being. Donatello Versace once said, it's very important for a brand to have an identity through the years, but it's very important as well to evolve because times change so fast. You are the brand and each moment in your life that you waste on feeling or thinking you don't need to evolve or adapt is a lost opportunity in time to capitalize on enhancing your greatness. You are the brand. Build it, live it, breathe it, own it, and exert that brand and that energy out on all those around you. 
because, and it doesn't have to be overt. It can be very subtle, whatever it may be. It might not be at all. It might be for your own personal gain, but understand you are that brand. And even though you may be great at doing something, there's always a way for you to evolve and always a way to you progress for you to progress. You are the brand embrace the idea of change, embrace the idea of the evolution evolution of you, because that's when the potential of your greatness exponentially transforms. Taking good to great, taking okay to very good, whatever that may be, it's a step process and we can all evolve or enhance any aspect of us at any given time in our journey. Doesn't matter at any given time. So number three was selection. And the point that was made there, some individuals have inherited character or gene, so to speak, that allows them to be uh, to better survive or produce uh, in, in varying ways. Okay. So they're more likely to survive and more likely to, we'll say for the sake of this argument, succeed or progress uh, based on just inherited genes, inherited natural skills, inherited natural trains of thought. But I think it's very challenging to say because someone has one upbringing or one key start that that's going to make them successful. Because we think about the things where people and this is where I, I add a little bit of, of, of my own personal thoughts on on these things. I, don't, I never take these things just as as the word is gold, because I will argue that point of just because of your born roots and because of the the foundation that you started with doesn't mean that you're going to be ultra successful in everything you do because that's again what you inherit is only the beginning what you do with it is going to tell the story over time so we often see those experiences of those situations where people have come from nothing and they have built themselves up into an unbelievably successful story why is that? They started from nothing and they built themselves into greatness. And that's something that you can't teach someone, but you have to have that drive. You have to continue to want to better yourself. You have to want to continue to outpace and be better than the person that's next to you. So that's not to say that you push push someone down. That's just to say that you continue to push yourself up and continue to keep striving for better, keep striving for greatness. Selection of mind versus selection of innate talent and ability. We've talked about this in previous sessions, but your mindset is the key to the entire process. The mind is one of the most powerful tools we possess and in essence, it's like the central governor that forces us to either give in or to go all out. Think about it. When for I'm a, I'm a sports guy, sports fanatic, right? Played ball all my life and have always worked out and always challenge and press myself. And I can tell you, I'm that type of person, just like many other former athletes, current athletes, where you get tired, your body tells you like you've had enough that you're to the breaking point that you want to stop. You want to take a break. But how often is it that your mind is 
the key. It's the difference. It's the trigger that continues to push you even beyond the limits and the barriers that you physically think that you've met. So anything, as they say, that you put your mind to, you have the ability to overcome. So when we think about the concept of fatigue, again, I have that concept ingrained in me all my life from from just uh, the the training and the and the athletics and the build that I've 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 come to uh, to encounter. When our body starts to get tired and we feel we've hit our limits, our mind is what allows us to push through it, as I just said, or our mind is what allows us to quit. When I trained for my first half marathon, I didn't feel like I could do it. I had never pushed my body in that way, and there were many times where I said. I'm tired. I can I can just stop. But do you know the one thing I used to do is when I would map out my runs, if I had a long run, a 10-mile run, which is long for me, for some people that's a warm-up. But if I had a 10-mile run, I would map my run out to where it would make me go a certain distance or a certain, not distance, but a certain route. And I knew that if I ran that route and that distance, that there was no way that I could give up and I could quit because I had to make it back home. I had to make it back to my starting point. So regardless of whether I walked or whether I ran or I did some combination of both, I had to make it back. So there was no quitting. So I put myself in that position and in that situation. We have to be able to train our conscious mind to overcome anything. And we have to also train our conscious mind to maintain a constant state of growth, right? And that growth manifests through evolution of ourselves over time. We cannot grow. We cannot progress. We cannot evolve if we don't put it in our minds that we need to for number one and that we have to for number two. We have to acknowledge that. I've actually sat and encountered in, uh, in conversations with colleagues when we're talking about as you continue to progress in your career or you pursue a certain business opportunity or, you know, you've just always been great at what you do. And I've had colleagues and friends that sit there and say, hey, there's nothing for me to improve upon. Which is really interesting and really sad because we all have something to improve upon. We all have something that we can change and do different. Even the most successful business has to continue to evolve with the times in order to stay relevant. How do you stay relevant? And that's the key by continuing to evolve. And you have to be very succinct and very specific with yourself in understanding where those key areas are. We have to push ourselves to control that central governor that wants to tell us to stop or wants to tell us to go ensure that our mind doesn't allow mental fatigue to set in and lead to a stagnant behavior or the way I look at it, allow us to maintain status quo. So evolution of self comes in different forms, in different shapes and sizes. But we have to challenge ourselves to see it, acknowledge its significance and embrace the peaks and valleys of life's journey through every single point. All right. So. Number four time, which I often feel this way. I have evolved in my train of thought on this as I've grown through my career, but I feel that time is the most valuable asset that each and every single one of us has. 
And you think about time from the point of evolution. Over time, selection results in changes in the individual. These changes may take days, they may take decades, but the change is imminent, all right? And, it, and it's happening. As I, as I often say, no one gets to cheat father time. You have to understand it and, 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 and face it head on. And the reality of it is, is where this patience factor comes in. And one of the things that I think about from a personal development and a personal growth perspective, or even from a career development and growth perspective is you don't have to get ready if you're already ready. When it's time for that interview for that promotion you've been trying to get, you should have already been training day in, day out on the key things that you need to do to better yourself, the key things you need to do to prepare yourself for the opportunity when it presents. So you don't have to get ready when the time is is upon you because you're already ready. You've been doing this every day. Success comes in varying time points. And sometimes we are ready. Sometimes we aren't ready because we can't gauge when that timing is going to be perfect or right. But if you come in with the mindset of continuing to evolve yourself and continue to progress yourself, continuing to challenge yourself every single day in some way or fashion, then when it's time, you're already ready. So I talked about this in a, in a previous episode around how we waste so much time every single day. I'm victim of it myself, checking social media or get sidetracked or distracted with an email um, that or anything. But we all do it. We have these little things where it just takes five minutes here, 20 minutes there, 10 minutes here. And those things add up over the day. In the course of a day, you probably have lost two hours of time that was not productive at all. And sometimes you need that. That's okay. But time is key. It's one of the most valuable assets we possess and one of the resources that we discard and waste the most, consciously and subconsciously. But remember this, it's never too late to embark upon change or chart a new course in your journey. But don't be the person that's constantly looking back on time just to say to yourself, what happened? Or why didn't I do whatever? Don't be that person. So it was interesting. And I I, I thought I'd mention this uh, this point of discussion uh, because it was it was a very interesting concept. And I don't know where this gentleman got his his uh, his statistics from or what research he actually dug into. But I thought the concept of this was really interesting. And, and it, he's an attorney by profession, but uh, he's out of South Africa. And the the gentleman actually spoke about the 2% rule, which I said, you know, the statistics may be a little bit questionable in my mind, but the concept, again, is something that I, I agree with uh, 100%. And and I thought about it and I said, as I was reading up on this, and I'll, I'll dive into exactly what he means by the 2% rule, but he talks about, you know, basically it's the concept of playing it safe. And that's what a lot of people do, play it safe. And as he talked about this, 
He said, the 2% mindset is basically 2% of the population go for their dreams with confidence and excitement. Only 2% of the population choose to be happy. All right. Or fully fulfilled. Only 2% of the population get the most out of life by exploring new things or embracing the unknown. 2% of the population live life without limits and act in spite of fear. So only 2% of the population throw off their boldness and sell away from the safe harbor. He quoted Mark Twain. And the remaining 98% of the population are in their comfort zone. Think about that. How often do we, again, put that governor on ourselves and say, yeah, I'm not going to jump out there. I'm not going to do this. I, I don't have that experience. I don't have that skill set. I don't have that knowledge. How many of us are willing in any given aspect of our lives to say, you know what, even if I fall flat on my face, I'm going to do it 110 miles an hour and I'm going all out. I'm going to try it. Regardless of the outcome, you want to succeed just naturally. But how many of us are willing to be bold, to be brave and to really go all out? I mentioned this once before. Uh, we talk about, you know, how people are very successful. We have our billionaires and we have our, our ultra successful people. And again, your success is by what measures you decide to measure success. By what definition you use as success. If it's money, okay. If it's status, title, okay. But whatever that, that measure is. But people often like to quote and often like to re make reference to people that are ultra successful. And about they always, they're, they're always getting everything that they want. They're always being, you know, able to, to, to get ahead. But that's what you see on the surface. And that's what you see on the front lines. You don't see behind the scenes all the mishaps, the missteps, the, 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 the valleys that they've actually encountered, the hurdles they've had to overcome, the failures that they've experienced or the perception of failures that they've experienced. Or better yet, like I like to say it, the lessons that they've learned on ways not to do things or how to do things differently in the next go round. You don't always highlight and get to see those things. But that is someone that's willing to step out on everything that they know and really give it their all if they're that passionate about it. But again, are you the type of person that you get knocked down and then you give up, you tap out? Or are you the type of person that continues to evolve and you continue to push yourself? to hit that goal or to surpass that goal, surpass that dream that you have always had. The way that we continue to drive ourselves, the way we continue to get better, the way we continue to be that person is with the mentality and the mindset that we always, always, always have to constantly evolve. 
Grammy Award winning jazz artist Diane Reeves once said, I think the only way for you to grow and evolve is to keep listening, keep moving forward, keep jumping in and trying to experience. Be bold, be intentional and don't worry about being perfect, but always evolve, always grow, always progress. And you'll continue to see the success that you want. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Why Behind You. I hope you were able to gain additional insight and perspective from this week's discussion. If you felt this topic was a benefit to you, please hit subscribe to this podcast and share this message with others that may benefit as well. Please feel free to email me your comments and suggestions at you at the why behind you dot org. I hope you have a great rest of your day and week, and I look forward to seeing you on next week's episode of The Why Behind You.